What was it like to work with Steve Jobs on a photo shoot? In this episode of the Macworld Podcast, we talk to the photographer behind the iconic Steve Jobs photo that appeared on the very first issue of Macworld 40 years ago. We chat with Will Mossgrove coming up next. Stay tuned. Hi everyone, Roman Loyola here with this special episode of the Macworld Podcast. Forty years ago, Macworld made its debut as a print magazine, and Will Mossgrove was the photographer tasked with shooting the cover for the very first issue. That cover would feature a new computer called the Macintosh and the founder of Apple, Steve Jobs. In this episode of the Macworld Podcast, Will tells us the story of that photo. He talks about the shoot, what it was like to work with Steve Jobs, and the lasting effect of his work. Without further delay, here's my conversation with Will Mossgrove. Macworld's 40th anniversary is coming up. You took the cover of that, took the picture of that first uh, issue. So it's kind of an iconic uh, image. So I thought maybe we could talk about it and the story behind it. It's, you know, 40, 40 years ago. That's quite a while ago. So, so some of the memories have faded a little yeah. bit. It, it was a monumental shot. And, and certainly I was pleased and honored to do it at the time, not knowing exactly what even Macworld was at that point. Right. Yeah, it was quite amazing. Yeah. So why don't we start at the beginning? Uh, I attended a, the 30th anniversary. Yeah, it was 10 years ago. There was a, a thing at, in San Jose. They're having a 30th anniversary celebration of the Macintosh. And David Bunnell was there, and he told the story behind shooting the cover of Macworld. So back then, Macworld was just starting up as a magazine. So you weren't on staff at Macworld at the time. You were a freelance photographer? That's correct, yes. I was uh, relatively new into the Bay Area or into, into San Francisco with my career. I had graduated from the Academy of Art College at that point, now the Academy of Art University. And uh, was was making my way into uh, jobs and, and trying to get my career going. And I happened to come across a fellow, John Casado, who I had met earlier on when I was doing some assisting with different photographers. And he hired me for my first real job. And uh, it was a big, smashing success and a great uh, booster for me in my career. John was an internationally known designer. And uh, he, he hired me to do some black and white photography for, for Royal Robbins. Uh, it's a clothing company. And the criteria was just, you know, make some great photos and just kind of, he said he was going to re, he's going to uh, design the uh, catalog around my four by five black and white photography work, which is like, wow, how can you be any better than that? Because so we did the project. It was a lot of fun. It was very successful. Like a lot, a lot of name recognition and my name kind of floated down to Apple and they said, can you come down and show us some work? And I showed it to them and they said, oh, you know, John Casado. And that just opened up so many doors. So I started doing a little piecemeal work for Apple here and there, which kind of grew and grew. Um, where eventually I was coming down on a freelance basis, so usually about twice a week for about three years or so. Got to know a lot of the designers and the creative services department and um, met some friends, and, and all of a sudden I did a little bit of work. I'd heard about Macworld Magazine, and they were going to be getting started, and they said, we'd like you to come in and take a photograph of Steve um, with these new computers. And I'd heard little bits and pieces about it because just being on the periphery of Apple down in their, their um, uh, design services. So we set it up at the Macworld uh, facility that on 2nd and Bryant. Sight unseen, didn't really know what we were doing, didn't even know the machines, plugged them in, kind of took a look at them and 
I was kind of funny. I was looking at the picture just a little while ago. And one of the things that was interesting is that uh, I'd never seen a mouse before. We didn't even know what they, what they really did. So they, they kind of set up the three computers. And, and I, I believe, I can't remember exactly, David, David was around in the, in the background. I don't think he was actually there for the shoot. But they said, we want to do this. And, and the, the mouse had that little cord going out of the back. Down the, down the road, we all learned that, that you know, they were kind of hard wire, uh, flexible, but, but a harder plastic kind of a wire, which connected the mouse to the machine. And if it was, I was looking at the photograph, it's kind of funny because they look so inelegant. Yes. And, and, and then we learned down the road that you take the wire or the, the cord and you dip it into hot water and it would flex that or soften up the plastic. And then you bring it out and you could just make really nice little curvy, you know, beautiful little movement with it. But then, I was looking at this like, God, it looks so awkward with these little strange tails coming off the bows. So we set it up and um, we got there plenty of early because they said, you know, Steve's not going to give you a lot of time which I kind of knew about. He is famous or infamous for not really enjoying photo shoots and he doesn't enjoy photographers very much anyway. So we are all set up and ready to go. And um, he walked in and he had his suit on, which was kind of surprising because we didn't know what he was going to wear. It didn't really matter, but he was so known for not wearing formal clothing. And he said, okay, let's, let's get going here. And so we set it up, did a couple of quick Polaroids to make sure everything was looking good lighting wise. Uh, shot about five minutes or so. And he said, are we done? I said, we can be. I'd like to try a couple of different things. And he said, well, I'd like to try something too. So he started making these really kind of interesting, zenny kind of symbols with his hands. And I kind of looked it over to the people from Macworld, and they were just kind of shaking their heads. Don't worry, we're not going to use those. <laughs> but we, we, you know, we, we played along with it and shot some film. And um, it was literally, it was over in probably 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, it was pretty much in, take a few shots out. He had, he has very little patience for, uh, well, in my opinion, for having somebody else telling him what to do. Right. And right. and the whole thing with photography where I'd say, Steve, can you try this? You know, I, I'm giving him suggestions on things to do. And he's so used to saying, here's what we're going to do. And and here's why. And I'm just going to do it. Since since then, I'd photographed him another three or four times and had some success and some, and some colossal failures and, and trying to make that work. But uh, we, I don't know. I, I think we kind of understood each other. And he kind of put up with me. And I, I was doing the best we could to make, make him get what, we, what he wanted from it. So... <laughs> Uh, one of the things that David Bunnell liked to talk about in terms of that, when it came to that shoot is, and maybe, you know, it's, it's part of the storytelling. You kind of want to make it the story a little bit exciting and stuff. It, he made it sound a little more contentious that maybe that was just his perspective. Then maybe it sounds like you thought it was. Well, I, I remember Steve don't knew exactly what he wanted to do. He was just kind of standing, you know, kind of, I think, if I remember correctly, kind of stiffly, not really doing anything. So we were trying to, trying to say, you know, can you feel a little more relaxed? Can you step to a side? Can you lean on the machines? Can you do something just so it's it's not just somebody standing, you know, you got a table, you got the three max, you've got a person behind it looking stiff and irregular. So the contentiousness was, first of all, Steve hates photographers, as I mentioned, didn't, didn't really want to be there, uh, felt it was, you know, something to do to promote the machines and wanted in and out as fast as he could possibly do it. Where my job is to make sure, yes, the, the client is happy. So, you know, first and foremost, you guys get what you need, that the, the subject is comfortable in what they're doing, but I, we get what, what is needed from, from the, the subject who's there and just not have them walk in and walk out and, you know, and not, not get what needs to be get, gotten done. Yeah. One of the anecdotes that Buttle liked to talk about was that, that, yeah, during the photo shoot, he flipped you off, uh, he gave you the, bur- the bird while, while you were doing the shoot. I don't have any strong recollection of that, but it, it could have happened. <laughs> <laughs> Just in 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 hindsight, uh, or in backside, 
it was about a year or two later when Steve had been um, was off the board. It was no longer the president of Apple, but it, they were trying to bring him back in some capacity. We were doing the annual report for Apple, and they flew me to Sweden uh, for a week. There was a university consortium going on, and the and at the, the end of this it was in Lund, Sweden. And at the end of this, Steve was going to fly in from Stockholm, and they wanted a photograph of him uh, coming into this castle location, showing the landscape of the background, looking down at the castle, saying, you know, he's going to this consortium of uh, Macintosh users to kind of give him a, what, what have him look like a world leader. Here he is in a, in a European country coming down to talk to university people. Can you, can you, you know, travel him in, in this helicopter to take the shot? And I said, yeah, you know, of course. So I went to Sweden, was there for, you know, five, six or six days, kind of loosely documenting this consortium. And then on a, uh, I don't know, Friday afternoon or something, I said, okay, Steve's flying in from Stockholm. Let's go to the airport. So get a helicopter there. We'd like him to kind of be looking out the window. If you can get the castle in the background, you know, the beautiful landscape. I said, sure, let's go. I was by myself. I had my camera gear. Um, we got there early. The, the helicopter was a little bit delayed. Um, I'm talking to Steve just about knickknacks and this thing and the other thing. We find this helicopter says, okay, we're ready. He goes in and sits in the front seat next to the pilot. And with his back to me, and I'm in the back seat with Steve's aide, and there's no way I could even see him. So I had to get up and go and type him on the corner. I said, Steve, you know, I need you in the back seat because we're going to do this shot of you with a castle in the background, showing the landscape, showing you kind of, you know, in a world uh, leader kind of capacity for Apple. And so he begrudgingly said, Oh, yeah, okay, okay. So he came back, sat in the seat, you know, in the back, back, back seat, there's a little four seater in the back, and he and I are knee to knee. And my camera gear is over here and his aide is next to him. So we take off. We get about an eight-minute ride to this, this dinner at the castle to close out the consortium. And as I'm getting my camera out and ready to go, he said, you know, I don't think I want any pictures. And I said, well, okay, you know, um, you, you know, they flew me from California to Sweden to um, you know, get this shot. And, you know, I'm here and I'm ready to do it. Can we just, you know, think about this? And so he kind of grunted and I was looking through the camera again, doing this because I, I don't think I really want any photographs. And I said, well, how, how about if we take some photographs and you take a look at them? If you don't want to use them, that's fine with me. But, you know, Tom Hughes, who was the artistic director, said, you know, can you get this shot? And I said, yeah, and I need, I need to come back with something. And he goes, I don't want any photographs. So there was about 30 seconds of, of awkward silence. And, you know, I, I kind of was playing. I just started picking up one more time. He goes, no f- photos. So I went, Okay put the cameras away and his aide was kind of saying, you know, don't, that, that's it. We're done. You know, so I, I, before I even get a hold of Tom, I got a message when I got back to the consortium and all the Apple folks who were there. He said, Tom, Tom heard about the, the, uh, the incident today with Steve. He said, don't worry about it. <laughs> like, well, you know, crap, you know, I, they flew me over there, you know, which was the time, not one frame. And so I, I felt like, like just crap, but they said, well, Steve just, he didn't, he wasn't going to go for it. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, not do that. He would have just you know, really flew up the bird. I said, you know, or get really would have gotten pissed off at me at that point. But that's this kind of relationship with photographers who he didn't, that just didn't like being around. You were doing more people management than just being able to be free to do your art. You had a, had to deal with a lot more than just trying to get a good shot. Yeah. Starting in my career, I got to be known for photographing people who don't like to be in front of the camera or not used to it. I was, pretty good. I was pretty good at it. I can do small talk and get people loosened up and usually make them feel comfortable and, and natural in front of the camera. But he's, you know, he's a brilliant, brilliant guy. I and mean, he was used to things going the way he wanted them to be. And rarely, I think, was, was he ever second guessed on that. Were there other instances where you were involved 
or was that the end? What that was actually the beginning because I never met him before. And then uh, I was down at Apple, and there was there were um, several instances of, of getting shots of him. They they needed something or another, and I was called down to do some photographs. We did one shot uh, prior to I th- basically it was one prior to this one where we photographed the Macintosh, the pirate team when they had the pirate flag, and their group of forty or so individuals who were uh, the top secret group working on Macintosh, a industrial building that was probably a half a mile or so away from the Apple main headquarters. And everybody came out of the building and we did a, sh- a group shot. Everybody's, you know, in and around the front of the building. There was a pirate flag and, and Steve was kind of in the center and just, it was the team talking about this pro- the secret project that nobody knew anything about, but it turned out to be the Macintosh. After that photo got published, was there any effect in terms of like the career, your career or what kind of feedback did you get back on that, on that particular photo? When it first came out, it was like, oh, interesting, you know, as Steve Jobs. But as the months and, and years went after that, it gained a lot of respect from my peers. And a lot of people were going, wow, how in the world did you ever, you know, get to photograph Steve Jobs before the Macintosh actually came out? And it was just a matter of, you know, being kind of at the right time at the right spot and knowing some, a few folks at Macworld and having the people at Apple who knew me, who knew Steve saying, you know, here's the guy that, that we'd like to put forward as doing, getting this done. So it was, it was a real honor. So you continue in your career as a photographer, but are you still doing that? Are you still, do you can still consider that your primary career? No, I retired from, from the industry in uh, 2015. I had a very active business in San Francisco. I considered to be very successful. It kept me alive for a long time. And then um, as things started to slow down for the industry uh, in general, I was approached by the Academy of Art University to take on their directorship of their master's photography program. I did that for nine years and then retired in 2015 from that and retired up to a very small community up in the, the foothills in the gold country. Yeah. They call it, is it called Moki Hill? Uh, McCullamy Hill. McCullamy Hill. That's right. McCullamy yeah. Hill. It's like there's, it's, there's Tuolumne uh, Meadows in Yosemite, and that's the people of the meadows. And McCullamy is people of the river. And McCullamy River flows not far from us, and it's kind of the dividing line between two counties. I saw on your, I guess on the on Facebook, uh, something you call Acme Art. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. When, when we moved up here, my wife is a graphic designer. We met in, in art school, and she had a very uh, very successful business on her own as well. And when we moved up here, we both kind of semi retired from our careers, but we started a business called Acme Art, where we taught art classes to the local community. And uh, because we're in such a small town, the first year everybody took art class, and then they said, "Okay, we've taken the art class." Well, that's slowed down <laughs> a fair amount, but we now run um, the summer art camp for elementary school students in our community. Uh, and we also have music in the park, which I direct uh, to bring in uh, music for the, as a, as a free series in the fall. I don't know, is it correct to say that it's an, it's an art collective? Well, not really a collective. We had, we had guest speakers come in and guest artists to give out workshops and whatnot. And again, our town is about 600 people. Uh, so it's very small and, uh, very historic, very old. It, uh, it's just a beautiful area up in the, up in the foothills. Did your did your photography c- career involve also taking taking pictures of a lot more, a lot of other famous people, so to so to speak? Or yeah, fair amount. Um, yeah, celebrities of various points. So again, my what I really pushed was was, was to photo- make people feel fo- comfortable in front of the camera. And so we did some work for some um, television folks down in Los Angeles and. Uh, sports people in the Bay Area and just a wide variety of uh, people, which include a fair amount of, of well-known celebrities. 
Yeah. Yeah. Again, 40 years ago, you know, the, the stories are out there and I'm, and I'm sure David, a few people talk about it. So I'm not sure I can much more to it, but it's, it's interesting that, that, uh, you know, and, and congratulations on going for 40 years to the magazine. That's that whatever form it's, it's happening these days. It's, it's pretty interesting. And it, it amazes me looking back at those little Macintosh machines that you know, has a little icons that Susan Kerr created for the, uh, the draw programs and whatnot. We were all astounded at that point that he could even be that. But to, use, to look at what the Macintosh, Macintosh machines and computers are now, it's just like, who knew? That does it for this episode of the Macworld Podcast. Thanks to Will Mossgrove. And thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe to the Macworld Podcast in the podcast app on Spotify or through any other podcast app. Do you have any comments or questions? Send us an email at podcast at macworld.com. Or contact us through X, that's at Macworld, or on threads, that's at Macworld underscore HQ, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time.